0: Set Venus Williams to serve. Ready? Play. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Serving It Up. This is our second episode. Uh, I'm Michael. And I am AJ. And we're going to talk about tennis again. Uh, for those of you who did not listen to our first episode, it was very brief and very quickly done. Uh, this is, like I said, Serving It Up. It's going to be a tennis podcast where we talk about all things tennis. And all things around tennis and maybe some things that don't have anything to do with tennis. Uh, but, yeah, mostly the focus will be tennis.
1: If you did not hear the first episode, feel free to check it out. It was brief, but it was also really good. You know, we, we kind of did a focus on the Williams sisters, Venus and Serena, after they had played each other in the third round of Indian Wells. Um, so giving them a shout out and shout out to Naomi Osaka winning her first title and it being a premier mandatory. Um. so shout out to her so yeah check that out but we are back from our <laughs> one month ago sneak peek and um, we got some updated equipment trying to do this right so hope you guys enjoyed the first episode and are excited about episode dos
0: that is two in spanish for people who do not know that oh uh, is it i didn't know so you just said it for no reason yeah okay um right so it is Hopefully, we're going to be trying to release this on the same day every week. That is the goal. I'm guessing that day will be on Monday. So, our plan is to record Sundays, kind of after everything has wrapped up um, tournament-wise. And then we'll record Sunday and hopefully have it released on Monday. So, that will be the goal moving forward. Um, So, with that being said, I guess we'll jump Right into it, unless you have something, uh, AJ, that you want to mention or not, or talk about that that's not in what we're already going to talk about.
1: No, I'm here to just be present. You know, I'm here because <laughs> I don't want to be fined. Um, so I am here to follow your lead. Shout out to Olympia, who's so adorable. to keeps posting pictures of them, but I'm ready to start this week's so episode. she a, really cute? Though? Just so adorable. Sweetna posted a picture with her in a, like a bun at the top of her head, just. The epitome of adorableness.
0: And how much like is Serena loving, being a mother? Yeah, it's like the cutest thing. I didn't think that I didn't know that it was something that I needed in my life, but it is really making me very happy.
1: I mean, I don't know if I needed it, but I am ecstatic for her. Um, that baby is just super, super freaking adorable. Um, so I'm happy for Serena, her and Alexis. You know, shout out to Alexis for those billboards and indian wells you are the real mvp yeah that was cute um and yeah auntie venus in pictures with olympia yeah just looking like the best aunt in the world it's really adorable so, honestly yeah, just wanted to shout them out because you know we also love the william sisters so no matter what's happening in tennis we will always discuss them even when there's a week where they do not play a tournament they will come up so be ready
0: yeah, I guess we should give that disclaimer now, while this is a tennis podcast, and we said this on the first episode, but just so you guys are all clear, we maybe should just say this like for a couple episodes before until you guys get used to because I don't want you to come here and be led astray. We do love tennis, but we, most importantly, love Venus and Serena Williams, so if it's anything to do with them we are on their side <laughs> so i don't want y'all to be like oh they're not being fair it's unbiased it's biased wait which one is it Bias. yes it's biased <laughs> <laughs> and like oh all they do is talk about venus Serena. yes we are telling you that right now please hear me now, we will talk about venus and Serena in is, a we're standing real. fashion
1: we real with them like <laughs> if they have like a bad loss or, like we'll say that but what we will not do is disrespect their legacy and legendum standum. That doesn't um, make no sense, but you know. And, uh, <laughs> and
0: their legendum
1: standum, standum. okay. Uh, and just, just, just the respect they deserve. So we are here for them forever. Wakanda forever. Williams forever. I am doing my shoulder shrugging situation. I am here for them. So you will always hear about the Williams sisters. So yes, we will bring them up at some point.
0: Right. Okay, so now that we're all on the same page about that, let's jump into what happened this past weekend. Uh, Miami just wrapped up. Last time it's going to be on um, Key Biscayne at Cranon Park, which makes me really sad because I like that place a lot. We've been to that tournament together five times now, and it really is one of my favorite um, tennis tournaments that I've gone to. I haven't been to very many, but I've been to quite a few And I really enjoy just the atmosphere out there. So I'm kind of disappointed that it won't be there next year. Uh, But we plan on attending next year and checking out in the new stadium. Uh, I am glad that they kept it in Miami, though. So
1: I I mean, beggars can't
0: be choosers. Not
1: at all. But you said like we've been there five times. You got to give it, let them know that that includes this year. Um, Right. We We were there. Our goal was to go back for the last year at Crandon Park and then go for the first year at the new stadium at the Hot Rock um, location. So we were there this week, so we definitely going to talk about that as well. We got to see some things up and um, live and in action. But yeah, I'm a little sad too. Um, that's the first tournament where Venus had a major win. Here we go again. I told you that I was going to come up. Um, back in 98, Venus won it when she was only 17 years old. Um, that was her first big title. So it's been here for 32 years. So many legends have won this tournament. Um. And this year, I think it's pretty dope that since it is moving, it's still going to be in the U.S. Um, and it's obviously in Miami. But since it's moving, I think it's pretty dope that we had, like, a U.S. sweep um, of all the titles. So if you weren't aware, and I hope I'm not jumping the ship, um, Mikey. Um, That's, okay, my name is not Mikey. <laughs> we can
0: continue on with the conversation.
1: Um, on the men's side, John Isner won. Shout out to John Isner for winning his first masters 1000 on the women's side sloan stevens one shout out to double s for winning her first premiere mandatory double s double s you know i'm trying to move past my you know we've had some issues with sloan in the past so yes. double s yes we
0: have um on oh, sloan, the double side
1: the brian brothers won their 37th masters 1000 doubles t- title and on the women's double side, Coco Vandeweghe won with Ashley Barty. So a U.S. player won in every category. So that's pretty dope since it's going to be moving. Yeah, I guess that
0: is pretty cool. Obviously not intentional, but I think it is kind of a poetic way to close out the time at this tournament. Um, good for all of them, I guess. And we watched both matches well we watched part well I'm going to speak for myself cuz I fell asleep during part of the Isner match but I did watch the Sloan match all the way through.
1: Uh, so I guess you want to talk about that a bit and kind of what that looked like. I mean sure. I I'll give a disclaimer of I have had some issues with Sloan. Mm, do tell, um, do tell. You know, Sloan came up and I'm going to be honest, my first my first issues with Sloan came up when we saw her at Charleston. I think it was back in like 2000 and um, 12.
0: 12. Yes, I remember this.
1: Um, and I was all here for her. Yes, come on, black skin girl. She was so, like, her skin was so chocolatey and smooth. I was here for it. And then she just played such a lethargic match. I was like, what this girl? Does this girl even care? Right, I remember so, she
0: kept hitting her leg and we were like, why? She why keep... are you keeping your leg? But she still does it now. She but, does, but yeah. she, like,
1: wasn't even trying. So I started following her career because, of, like, again, black girl, wanted her to do well. So then she played Serena at brisbane in 2014 and serena won the match but during the match serena was yelling come on because you know it was a good match serena won stretches, but it was a good match
0: as she tends to do yes
1: so then during the changeover and during different points in the match sloan kept saying how serena was being disrespectful and that started getting on my nerves because if anyone knows serena once they say ready play there's no connection about who's across the net. Like, Serena does come on. Serena don't call Venus on her name. <laughs> and that's her sister. <laughs> she If you totally saw did. the Australian and <inaudible> 3 final. Mm,
0: yes, yeah, she mouthed those words. She mouthed those she words. She did indeed. To her
1: sister. Serena is v- super competitive. So I was like... Sloane at that point was saying things like she looks up to Serena. Serena's like her big sister. Serena's one of her idols. Lies. And she, so then she was telling her coach she felt it was disrespectful that Serena was saying, come on during a match. Girl, who is you? You are a bystander in the way of Serena getting another title. That's who you are. So that put me on edge with her and then she beat Serena at the Australian Open two weeks later. Which I don't ever do really well with people who beat the Williams sisters because it just makes me mad because y'all just getting in their way of their legendum stardom, um. So I was a little bitter about that. Um, my boo, um, my queen. You know she had a moment. I have come to terms with it, and she sent out a tweet after the match. That said, I After made After the Australian you. Open After match. After the Australian Open match, when Sloan beat her. Which, I would like to say, Serena was injured.
0: She was injured. People are at the point, point And that she happened. almost won the match. Exactly. She lost yes. in three
1: sets, and she was injured. To so yes. take that. So, she said, had a tweet that said, I made you. So, people obviously assumed that she was talking about Sloan. Because um, Sloan had beaten her that tournament. So, then Sloan started popping off at the mouth, talking about how she never really liked the Williams sisters. Um, she never really looked up to Serena. She never called Serena her big sister. And she really looked up to Clyster's. Heffa. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, So that put me on a dislike journey with Sloan for many years. Um, and then to just the nail in the coffin was when she beat Venus at the US Open last year in the semifinals. I was so rooting for Venus and then went on like a 17,000 match losing streak. So I was a little bitter about that. But Michael has helped me come to terms and I have let go of some of my animosity. So no longer will I hope that she loses i'm kind of like just i'm here to support double s the best i can once she's not playing the williams sisters or anybody else black <laughs> <laughs> she's like
0: at the bottom of your rooting for black people barrel
1: yes i mean i think that's progress from where no we were. i agree because i
0: was there with you as well i definitely was not feeling her for that whole, oh, they're not my idol, I don't look up to them. She kind of was getting a little disrespectful, but she was young, and Serena did tweet that thing, which was very shady. I loved it, but it was shady, so I can understand what I can understand where that came from. Yeah, I don't hold the losses that the Williams sisters have gotten against her, um, against Sloan. I mean, if that makes sense, I think I said that wrong, but. I don't hold that against Sloane Stevens because, I mean, there's takes two people to play a match, and Venus lost the match. I'm not going to say Sloane did anything to, you know, beat her. So that doesn't bother me as much. But I'm trying to cheer for her more. I actually found myself cheering for her in the final on Saturday. Yes, you did. I was which surprised. was weird, yeah. I was actually really wanting her to win, so I think that confirmed to me that I am past the fact um, that she was rude a few years ago. And, and it's good to see – it really, I think more of anything, I like seeing all these um, black players like doing well because, to me, it just speaks to who the impact that Venus and Serena have had on the game. Again, it will always come back to them. We can do it pretty much anyway. Exactly. Yeah, so I, mean, I think else? that's another reason why I like, am cheering for her because it's just like, look at all these... Like, Young black girls, like, killing it on the women's side right now. You can't tell me that, that that doesn't have anything to do with Venus and Serena.
1: I mean, Osaka won an Indian Wells, and she said Venus is her idol. and she Well, she loves both of them. Right. Um, Stevens won Miami this week. And, you know, prior to the tweet, um, <laughs> Serena and Venus were her idols, too. So they definitely have made a major impact. And I remember we were talking, um, one article on, I think it was ESPN.com, pointed out how when Venus played Indian Wells. The last time they both played Indian Wells in 2001, on the men and women's side, there were four black people in the draw. Venus, Serena, Alexandra Stevenson, and I think James Blake. And the this year, including the Williams sisters, they were 15 or something like that. Yeah. So it shows like the impact they've had on the game. Um. So yeah, it's always going to come back to them.
0: Right. So I think that has a lot to do with me, like rooting for her. Um so yeah, yeah it's just good to see and it was an interesting match the first set was I guess close in scoreline but not the scoreline makes you think that it was like
1: a tight, tight match, match but it, it wasn't was more, very high quality no, it was more nerves you can tell they both wanted to win but didn't want like it's like Ostapenko was doing what she does and swings out but she wasn't like landing her shots like normal and then Sloan was doing what she does when she's nervous or when she just plays um she, just, like she was just literally running around and getting everything back. Like she, The thing about Sloane that is can be frustrating if you're a super fan of hers, but it's also such a weapon, is the girl is so mad athletic and so fast, but she can play that, like, sit back and just roll the ball in and just keep it in play. And she's so fast, you won't get the ball by her. And then out of nowhere, she'll rip a forehand and she'll rip a backhand. So in that first set, she was pretty much just keeping the ball in. And letting Ostapenko kind of mess up. And sometimes people got to remember, you win a point by hitting a winner or you're a point of hitting an error. And Sloan let Ostapenko hit all the errors. So she's just like very, very, that's how she beat Venus in the U.S. Open. That's how she beat Madison Keys. She just like goes far back from the baseline and she just keeps the ball in. Um, but then it can, it's, it's so frustrating sometimes because you know how much power she does have and what she could do. So you kind of want to see her step up, but hey, she won. So who am I to tell her what to do with her life?
0: (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah, it is interesting. It's a a different style of game, especially now, because all we think about is power, 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 and people really trying to use that power to get the edge. But she makes the decision to kind of hold on to it and just kind of bounce, you know, block the balls back or get them back until she finds the shot that she can go for. and she has both things, which makes her pretty formidable. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I guess we'll see if she can do something with it. In the past, she hasn't she been able to gonna, you know, really you know. capitalize on the momentum. No, she hasn't.
1: Uh, I hope she doesn't go the seventeen match losing streak. Right.
0: So it'll be interesting to see. I mean,
1: I think Sloan to me also reminds <coughs> me of modern day. I will say modern day women tennis players. Like, they put so much emphasis into the big events, but they don't always show up at the smaller or the regulatory events. Like, think about it. The last two titles she's won has been a grand slam and a premier mandatory. All the other events she hasn't shown up. But that kind of goes for Mugaruza. Um,
0: the Amazon, as I like to call it. He her. calls
1: it the Amazon. Um, Asapinko has had some issues with the smaller tournaments. Um, I love her to death, but even Venus... Now, granted, Venus at 37 doesn't play a lot of the smaller tournaments. She pretty much just plays slams and premieres, which I have no problem with because she she deserves. Um, but I think the game has just changed so much where these girls are not just... They're just not consistent, it, and it's somewhat frustrating. Like, Just like we're talking about, she, hopefully she don't go on a, a nine-match losing streak, that's so realistic, and that can happen. And like it happens... Seemingly more often than not, but we'll see. Hopefully, she kind of sh- get her game back together. She says she's feeling more confident, and yeah, I mean, just shout out to me real quick if you are bored and you want to check out the Venus Williams fourth round match. There were a few appearances of me being on TV because. Me and his other running guy would be like super loud, so check out the match and you might see me acting a slap fool on TV.
0: Yeah, pure fool was actually kind of <laughs> embarrassing. Um yeah, he was in there screaming very loudly. But he was on T V, so that's pretty cool.
1: And we helped her get through that match because she was not playing well. She had one wonderful... i I'm not gonna go back into that. But yeah, check out my I was on T V.
0: Yeah. All right. Um Yeah, I'm interested to see what she will do. I think that she's starting to figure it out because the gap was shorter between the U.S. Open and this. I don't know. Maybe that's me stretching, trying to give her something.
1: I mean, she claimed that she was injured and not in the best shape at the beginning of the year because she had, like, a bad off season. I think what happens with a lot of these players, that win these big tournaments and they're not used to all the press um, and all the obligation. And that's obviously new pressure. Um, so she said she didn't have the best offseason. She didn't train as much. So she didn't start the year off in the best shape. So she says she she said she knew that was one of the big reasons she was losing all those matches. So she she wasn't getting frustrated, but now she feels like she's back at her one hundred percent self. So it'll be interesting because I've always said I think Sloane's best surface, and she said the one she likes the best is clay. Even though she plays so well in hardcourt because she's so fast, I think because she's so consistent and likes to slide it'll be interesting to see what she does this clay court season.
0: Yeah. And she's right back at it next week. Uh, well, this week now, I guess by the time you people are listening to this, uh, she's playing Charleston. So no rest for the weary, I suppose. And she's got some pretty good competition up there. It should be a good test to see uh, if she can keep playing at this level. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and quick shout out to her for finally making uh, her debut in the top ten, um, which is really
0: insane to me. Honestly, that's kind of crazy.
1: Um, after winning Miami, she's gonna land at number nine. Um, so shout out to her for um, winning the title, making it the in the top ten finally, and securing the bag. I was just about to <laughs> say that, and for securing
0: the bag, I love that <laughs> moment. You guys didn't see that when uh, her coach came out during the coaching thing that the women do that i don't think they should do but we can talk about that at another point um uh, he told her one of the last things he said was to secure the bag yeah which is
1: so black yes very black <laughs> which was very funny to me
0: and honestly i really think that we should all know by now that all Sloane cares about is that check the okay check. <laughs> can she keep can trophy. keep the trophy he you can keep that the title she wants the money so I she
1: mean, last year when she the u.s Open, her reaction was very like timid, but I I think it was a mixture of like she's just a really calm person, but also because she was playing Madison Keys, who's a friend of hers. So she was very like calm. Like you I don't care who I was playing. If I won my first Grand Slam, I would have skipped to Malou, Madarlin, I'd have been jumping all over the place. But y'all saw that reaction when she got that check. Yeah. She forgot about Madison Keys and she didn't care. She yeah. was here for that check. Who couldn't be? So she's all about securing that bag. Secured the bag. All right, and then uh on the men's
0: side, John Isner secured the bag in what was his first Masters 1000 mm-hmm. tournament, which is kind of crazy. Also, it's crazy to me that he's 32. I'm like, where did the time go? Like, I feel like I when he first started playing, and he's 32 now. That really kind of blows my mind. Um, but he played a great match to win against Sasha, Sasha Zavarez. Zavarez yes, from Germany, 20 years old, Um and talk us through that a bit we both watched you watched more than me because again I fell asleep so
1: <laughs> I mean it was definitely a good match from beginning to end um, they were fighting There was it was not a, a bunch of nerves it was legit like top notch tennis uh, I'm super happy for John um, he's come close a couple of t- well three times losing to Federer, Nadal and Murray in 1000s before um, and I think what is so cool is him and Sloan have really had a sucky start to the year um prior to this tournament john isner had won one one zero ne one match on the atp tour and then he leaves as a zero non-mean. ne. I mean o ne <laughs> <laughs> he went from winning one match to now winning a premier i mean a master's 1000 so it shows that like with a little bit of confidence and belief in yourself and with some luck um who knows what could happen so i think that's dope this is like a career changing moment for him at 32 he's the oldest first time winner of a premier 1000 um so that's pretty cool and i think it's also cool that he won against thereof who he's actually known for 12 years which is like cool like when they were younger he would hit with him or something like that so congrats to him um hopefully this will push him to do well Um, The clay court is always pretty much a tough time for him, but I think he's really feeling confident, so it'll be interesting to see what he does with this new momentum as well, and he's also back in the top 10 at number 9, so him and Sloan really have just, like, matched their weeks.
0: So will that make him the highest-ranked American now? Yes,
1: he is back to being the number one American. I don't know about Sloan. I know at the start of Miami, Venus was ranked number eight. Right. Um, I don't know. I think Venus might be able to hold that spot. So I think Sloan is going to be the number two American, and Venus will stay number one.
0: It was like the Battle of the Giants, really. They were both so very tall. Um, and I was when we were watching, they were saying that there's five men in the top ten who are above six, who are six. Six, six or five, taller. Six, six or what, yeah. So it's Zverev, Del Potro, Del Isner, so Chilich, and Kevin Anderson. Yes, That's very tall. That's some very fast serves, I'm sure, coming from all of them, which is a lot of what we saw today. Um, it's always interesting watching them play because it's like, all right, who's going to get the break first, and then are they going to be able to hold? And yeah. that's really kind of the decider of the match, and Isner was able to do that
1: it's 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 just so drastic it, it kills me and it's so funny to me how like the both tours are so different it's like with the men it's like who's gonna get the first break <laughs> sometimes with the women like who's gonna get the first hold yeah um so both both finals were entertaining once sloan got that first set she was able to like swing freely and won a second set easily and john oh john just kept fighting because he looked so out of it so many times
0: yeah, he said that he got, like, a second win, like, in the beginning of the second set, or, like, a couple games into the second set, which was very noticeable, because I thought he was out of it. Yeah,
1: I did, too, so shout-out to him. Um, congrats to him, and then a huge congrats to the Bryan brothers, again, like we mentioned earlier, winning their 37th matches 1000, and they're both about to be forty.
0: That's and, insane to me too. And
1: still out here playing, and they were in the finals of Indian Wells the week before, and they were in the finals of Acapulco the week before. So they've been in a great run for the past month and a half, and they're thirty nine. So shout out to them for continuing to play at this level. Yeah, uh,
0: they played some some young kids, right? Compared to them, they...
1: <laughs> yeah, they played. I can't. I'm not trying to say their names. Um, I know they're both. They're twenty and twenty one. They're both part of the new gen group. Um. So yeah, so thirty-nine year olds playing twenty-one and twenty-year-olds. <laughs>
0: Shout out to the elders of the tennis world,
1: sloan not included, I guess, but she kind of is, honestly, I suppose. I mean, she's twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, with yeah. the way people are still playing, is like she's not, twenty-five. Once upon a time, was like considered old in tennis, but now people like Venus, Serena's thirty-six, Venus thirty-seven, Federer's thirty-six, the brian brothers. She is a spring chicken compared to them, so. Shout out to the veterans out here and doing their thing. Right.
0: All right. So then looking forward to next week, the women, uh, most of them are going to be at Charleston at the Volvo car open. Also forever known to me as family circle cup. (laughs) And then um, there's also another tournament in Mexico, a hard court tournament that I think Uh, Monterey. Yeah. Monterey. Yeah where um
1: yeah, Amazon. there's
0: some people that will be there, one of them being Muguruza, the Amazon, and also another <clears throat> American woman named Danielle Collins. We're
1: not going to talk about her. Well. Okay, I will not want to talk about her.
0: Yeah, she she took out some people, Miami, Venus included, by, in my opinion, playing some very reckless tennis. I would be interested to see if she's going to be able to keep that up.
1: I'm not trying to jinx nobody, but here's where I get frustrated. And she may prove me wrong, and if she does, by all means. But I get so tired of these girls come, these like, either like not as famous people or people coming up the rankings coming out and playing lights out tennis against Williams sisters and wanting to win and then doing absolutely nothing after. Now, this Daniel Collins girl, I'm not gonna lie, because I was there in the stadium when she played Monica Pui in the fourth round, and I said, this girl has game. She can hit the ball. Uh, for those of you who don't know Daniel Collins, I guess you could say she's somewhat of a late bloomer because she went, she went to college. So she played four years of college, so she got her start on the pro tour pr- later than normal. Um, the girl got game. But like when she played Venus, it was just like stupid winners from left, right, center, and behind her back. Just stupid. Like, I was very much here for Venus to win Miami, so I'm a little still in my feelings about that. So let's see what she does with this win. Yeah. Uh, I've nice. actually been tracking for a while now people that beat Venus and if they go on to win their next match. And I think the last person to actually do that was Sloane at the U.S. Open. She beat her in the semis and then lost, means and Sloane won the U.S. Open. After that, if people who have beaten Venus have lost their next match. So Collins beat Venus in the quarters and then she lost to Penko in the, the semis. So... Let's see if that continues, but yeah, I'm still a little sad about that.
0: Yeah, it'll be, um, I guess we'll see, like I said this week, if she can handle her newfound like, notoriety or fame or whatever you want to call it. I mean, definitely more people know who she is, so more people will be looking at her, more expectations will be on her. And that usually seems to you know play on people. Um, I don't expect much from her. I'm not trying to be shady or rude, but... I think that she kinda just struck fire this week. Shade but no shade. Um, so we'll see if she can keep it up again. I don't think she will be able to. I predict that she'll lose in the first round. Uh, but the we shall see. <laughs> we shall see what happens. Uh yeah, so at Charleston there's gonna be Sloan's gonna be there, Asta will be there, Costaquina and uh Conta, Madison Keys. They have a lot of people there, so um should be a pretty interesting tournament.
1: Yeah, I'm interested in Green see. clay. I love uh, I love when the clay horse season starts. Um, more rallies, more interesting fights, um, and I guess some of the people who maybe not be like the necessarily power hitters a chance to like let their game fly and be seen and be known. So it'll be an interesting start. Um, Kazakina is a defending champion. She played as a Astapenko in the final last year, um, and Sloan won the year before. So it'll be interesting to see who comes out.
0: Yeah, I was reading this article that was saying that like Charleston over like the past 10 years or so has kind of been a preview to like the WTA's future. Because like in 2007, like since in 2007, Elaine Yankovic, Sam Stozer, Wozniacki, Kerber, Sloan have all won and have all gone on to either win a major or reach the final of one. So it's kind of like Charleston has become like this predictor unofficially. Of who might be coming up in the ranks, so it'll be it's kind of a tournament to watch, I guess, for that reason. If you think that there's something to that,
1: I'll definitely be watching. Um, It'll be interesting to see if we have a repeat champ or a new standout. But yeah, I I'm always excited about the start of the clay court season, and I like this tournament because it's the only one not played on red clay. Um, So I would like to just keep an eye on it before they head over to Europe and get on the red clay.
0: Right. Uh, the men will be having Davis Cup come up soon. Uh, America's playing Belgium in a quarterfinal match. The American team is Jack Sox, Sam Querrey, John Isner, Ryan Harrison, and Steve Johnson. I think that's a pretty strong group of guys to go up against Belgium, who hasn't uh, announced who their team is, but it's going to be in Nashville next month. Uh If the Americans win, they will go on to play in the semifinals in September against Croatia or Kazakhstan.
1: Uh, the Americans should pull this one out because they already have like you said, they have a strong team, but also Belgium is missing their number one player, Gofan, who is still um on his comeback from injury. um so they should hopefully make it to this one fairly easy, and I'm imagining they might end up playing Croatia. I can't think of many of the Kazakhstan players, but that doesn't mean that they won't come out and win. Yeah. Um. But I I, should, I see America pretty much coming out and winning this one fairly easily.
0: Yeah, and the U.S. Open – the U.S. Open. <laughs> the U.S. men's team hasn't been to the Davis Cup Final Four since 2012. I'm guessing that was the year that they won. I think so. Yeah. That's we, God, time just really goes so fast because it didn't seem like it was that long ago that they had won. I thought they had won more recently than that, so – um. Yeah, it seems like the that, especially like given that GoFon isn't there, which I didn't know, um, that the state should win. They held before no record against Belgium in Davis Cup, but they haven't played again since 2005, so that was a long time ago. Totally different teams, I'm sure, on both ends. Uh, but I expect uh, America to come away or the USA to come away with that that win. No problem, hopefully. Well,
1: I don't see it being a problem. Go USA.
0: Yeah. Go America in the most positive sense of that phrase. Uh Rafael Nadal could be coming back for Davis Cup. Surprise, surprise. Of course, he's going to try to come back t- to represent Spain if he can. Uh We haven't seen him for a minute.
1: Last time we saw him was at the Australian Open where he had to retire in his match. His yeah. injury. He's been pulling out of tournaments since. Cause he, I mean, obviously... He wants to make sure he's at 100%. Um, you know, he's getting a little older. But I also think Nadal's year is always focused around the court season. So instead of pushing it and messing it up or whatever at Indian Wells or Miami, which are still big tournaments, but for him, it's all about Monte Carlo, Barcelona, Madrid, Rome, and Roland Garros. So right. he, that's, that's his year right there. So I'm, I'm pretty sure that's had a big part to do why he kept pulling out so he can make sure he's ready for that stretch of tournaments.
0: Yeah, but even though he hasn't played since January, he is number one in the world, uh, newly minted as of this week after Federer lost his match at Miami, uh, which is kind of interesting seeing as, like we said, he hasn't played. um, But he will definitely have to get back on the court if he wants to hold on to that ranking. Not sure if that's on the top of the priority list for him, but uh, something he will for sure have to do. He has lots of points to defend, right, coming up.
1: Yeah, last year he won Monte Carlo, won Barcelona, I want to say won Madrid, and I think he lost in the semis of Rome. So he had, and obviously he won his 10th French Open. Yeah. So he has a ton of points to defend. He doesn't have to worry about Federer catching up to him, because Federer is skipping this Licklego season again. Right. But if he loses these points, he'll definitely lose his number one. So he has a ton of points to defend. Whereas the people right behind him, Chilich and Zverev um, and Del Pocha, who shout out to Del Pocha for, like, I have respected his game since 2009 and felt so bad for him because of all the constant injuries and surgeries. But Del Pocha went in a 15 match winning streak, winning Acapulco, then winning Indian Wells, beating Federer in the finals, saving match points. And then making it all way to the semis um, of Miami. So, shout out to him, who is also a threat on, at clay. So, I would love to see Del Pocho finally be where he deserves and be in the top three. Especially now that the big four is, like, Djokovic is trying to figure out his life. Murray had surgery and Nadal's been injured. You know, is still good, but he had a couple of, like, unexpected losses. So, I would love to see Del Pocho step up and be that number two player. Heck, right now, I feel like this year, Federer and Del Potro have been 1-2, and two, despite what the rankings say.
0: Yeah, uh, I'd have to agree with that for sure. Uh, Del Potro has been out here doing his thing, and it's good to see. Like He's a nice guy, seems to be very friendly on and off the court, and it's definitely always rooting for him um, to do well unless he's playing certain people. But for the most part, <laughs> always rooting for him to do well. Uh, interestingly enough, that goes into kind of the next thing I was going to bring up is that he doesn't know how much of the clay court season he's going to play, uh, mostly because he says he's tired <laughs> and he needs a vacation. And who can blame him after the couple past couple weeks that he's had? Um, so he said he doesn't really know when he's going to start playing on the clay he might just play one tournament right before the french or he might not play any tournament before the french but right now he's gonna go home and he's gonna um have some barbecues and he's gonna have some drinks and he's gonna hang out with his family and his friends and i think it's well deserved he deserves yeah he deserves so he says he's not gonna try to talk think about tennis that much at all in the next couple weeks and i i uh I can only imagine how tired they must get of doing this day in day out. So I think having those types of mental breaks are very very important.
1: I mean, I think that's one thing. I know we've talked about separately and we'll have an episode about it one time, but just how like people don't realize how long a tennis season is. Like you essentially if you especially if you're a top player, you essentially start at the end of December due to like exhibitions or Hopman Cup or whatever. So, like, at the end of December, you're starting, and you go through to November. So, if, like, the year ending, and then, or if you're, like, the Davis Cup Finals. So, you are essentially playing 11 months out of the year. So, as they get older, you realize, you know, I can't, I don't need to be playing every week or every other week. I just need some time off. So, they deserve it. Because, like I said, the season is so long.
0: Yeah. It's long, and it's grueling. There's not many breaks, especially if you're playing well and winning. Uh, you're basically playing every week, sometimes back to back to back. And it's a lot. And so, yeah, I think breaks are are important. And I think all of the older players are starting to show how beneficial, um, taking the time your body needs can be for your game.
1: So hopefully he enjoys it. He deserves it. Um, so yeah, I'm glad to see him back at where he deserves to be.
0: And then finally, I think the last thing that I have is is to kind of talk about somebody who isn't, <laughs> who hasn't gotten back to the level that we know he's capable of as quickly as we all thought. Novak Djokovic lost again in the first round here. That's right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also did the same thing at Indian Wells, and uh, it's kind
1: of. A... I think at Indian Wells he might have won. Oh, match. did he win one match? Okay, but he ended up because I remember. I think he might have won. I might be wrong, but I wish he had a loss in the first or second round at both Indian Wells and Miami. Right.
0: Which is a little bit surprising, I think for a lot of people, um, cause we all know how well he can play. So it's kind of a question of when he's going to get it back. Uh, he says that he's finally playing pain free. So like when he's competing, he's not feeling any pain from the surgery or operation or procedure that he had done earlier. Uh, this year i think it was mm-hmm. um so that's good to hear but i think he's just long, lacking in confidence lacking in match play um hopefully he can i guess i guess i want him to figure it out i don't really am not a big fan of his um but i enjoy the tennis that he plays so just for the sport's sake i guess i hope he figures it out quickly
1: yeah it'll be interesting if he can get it back in murray if I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be making this comeback during the grass court season. So we probably, the won't two see, tournaments. we probably won't see the big four all feeling good maybe into like a couple of tournaments before the U.S. Open or at the U.S. Open. Um, it's interesting because Djokovic and Murray were dominating in 2016. Then Federer and Adal came back and dominated in 2017. And now Djokovic and Murray are out. So we haven't seen the big four together all healthy and playing at the same time in like two or three years. So I, I, I just want to see what's going to happen if we're going to, if we're going to ever see a big four era again, where we have Djokovic, Murray, Nadal, and Federer all at the top, in the top four spots. Um, and shout out to the big five, Wawrinka, because he was somebody else who was out again, who was out with injury. So he's not back at his best. So the guys who had been dominating the big tournaments like they're not there like that we they normally are. So that's why we're seeing a lot of people step up and step in these places. Um so it'll be interesting to see. Do you think we'll ever see the big four all in the top four spots again ranking wise? Yeah.
0: Mm, I don't know. That's a tough ask, I guess. I mean, they definitely all have the ability to be there. It's just if their <laughs> bodies will align <laughs> to be all healthy at once so they can all play at their best. Um I won't rule it out. I don't see why not. I think that's possible. But they have a lot of competition now and a bunch of younger guys and a bunch of people who have been around for a minute. So I'm excited. I want them all to be, you know, back at their best so we can see what happens. That's why I don't watch the men's game as closely, but I find that I can enjoy watching it more because I'm, like, less invested in them as, like, I don't have really a favorite per se. The way I do with the women, and so like loved, when Venus. well, loves, no, that's true. Federer. Well, I like Federer, yeah, but if Federer loses, I'm not gonna be heartbroken the way I am if Venus and Serena lose. So I can watch all of their matches and like enjoy the actual quality of the tennis, as opposed to like freaking out about somebody about <laughs> to lose. So I I want them all to get you know back at their top level, so we can just see good tennis being played.
1: Yeah, that'll be good. Um, but I do agree with you. The men's, I, I can watch it more freely. I don't have a favorite. I don't have like a stand-up person that, uh, on the men's side. I mean, I just like good tennis. And that's what I watch men's tennis for. The women, you know, I have my favorites. So I definitely agree with you there. But I think we might see them all back in the top four. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we will. Because people thought Federer and Nadal either one or both would be done. And we thought, well, they both did in 2017. And they're both back at one and two so i think when murray's back and Djokovic kind of gets his confidence i can see them both being back in the top four i don't know if they'll be as dominant as they were before because like you said we have so many young dominant players and like people who have been around for a while like the approach of kind of like finding their game so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it but i i'm gonna say yes we'll see the big four in the top four again
0: yeah i think that's safe to say i agree with that for sure um Yes, I mean, I think that's all I have. Yeah. Do you have anything
1: else you want to throw in at the end, or? Um. Let's go. No, it was just like I said. Um, we were down in Miami, so it was a great time being down there. Um, we are we both got sunburned on both of our skins. Yeah. I should have listened to him and worn a hat. And I forgot my um,
0: sunblock, which really makes me upset.
1: But it's amazing <laughs> always seeing live tennis. So if you haven't been to a tournament, check it out. Um, I, I know one of our goals is to get to all the U.S. tournaments. We have Toronto, Montreal, and Indian Wells left. Other than that. Is that it? Yeah, because we've been to Miami. We've been to Charleston. We've been to, you, we've been to BB&T. Um, we've been to the U.S. Open. No, oh, Cincinnati. We've been to Cincinnati. So we just have Indian Wells, Montreal, and Toronto.
0: What, are we talking joint tournaments? Well,
1: we're, I'm talking about tournaments that are in the U.S. or North America.
0: Well, but what about like the um the one that's at the Tennis Hall of Fame?
1: Oh, I forgot about that one. It happens after Wimbledon. Yeah,
0: or that clay court one that's always like in Texas or whatever.
1: There's not a clay court one in Texas. The
0: one that's always like on the red clay, like that the men It's always like an American man that wins it. It's like they always talk about how oh, fast it Houston. is. Yeah.
1: Oh, never mind. We got some more to figure out. All right. So I guess the big ones we've been to. Out of the big ones, we've been to the U.S. Open, Miami.
0: You forget Miami. about a bunch of them, child.
1: I know. Sorry. No <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking no about? Because I know we talked about our goal is to go to all the U.S. tournaments. Yeah, I mean, for I sure. guess there's more because I really didn't think about Bank of the... West. Oh, Bank of Pilate West. Philippines, or is that a thing? Is that what it's still called? No, Wait, is that what it's, it's called? called? Something. <laughs> oh, and the City Open in Washington. Yeah, we have never a lot. mind. We got some more to do. <laughs> yeah, We have a lot more to go. To. Um, but yeah, it was definitely um fun being there. Um, turn your 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 faves on. So if you haven't done it, please try to get to its real tournament. It's awesome being in the environment, seeing them practice. Um. So yeah, I just thought it was really dope that we did get to go the last year that it was in Crandon Park. Um. Other than that, I don't really have any any standout things. Shout out to the British Virgin Islands for giving us th- those. Oh, and shout out to TFO. Clubs. Oh yes! Shout out to TFO. Yeah, Black Excellence winning his first title and having an awesome weekend in Indian Wells.
0: Yeah, we got to sort of kind of meet his mom and that was pretty funny. She was very happy. Uh, What match was that?
1: He was playing uh, the guy from Great Britain. Oh, Mm. uh,
0: yeah, the guy from Great Britain. But he won. It was a close match. And when after we were leaving, we ran into like this woman who happened to be his mother. I don't know why she told us that she was his mom, but she looked at me and was like, I'm his mom. And I was like, oh. Because she's proud of her
1: baby. She wanted us all of that. (laughs) Right. So I was like,
0: oh, congratulations. He played a really great match, and she was very
1: nice and lovely. She Um, was really nice. I just want to say that I was there for you, TFO. I was in the audience. If you heard anybody saying, this is your time. And just I was in my Wakanda mood. I was called the Black Panther has arrived. I was there for it. (laughs) Um, But he's put on a big fight. I want to see what he's going to do, because I think he's super talented, but I think he needs to find a big shot. I don't think Mm. he has a clear big weapon. His serve has developed, but I'm looking to see what he can do with it. But yeah, shout out to him, and shout out his mom for being super nice. Yeah, his serve is probably his biggest
0: weapon. And I think maybe his speed. He's pretty fast, so that's good. Um, But he definitely needs to uh, yeah. I mean, I was about to say, who knows? Sloan doesn't have one, but she does. So that's not true. So yeah, he definitely needs to develop some type of like killer shot, like a weapon. It doesn't even have to be like you know a super amazing, but just something to help him out a little bit more. But he's got game, and hopefully he can keep it up. He also is very lethargic around the court. I don't know what that is. What it is about that? Yeah. Um, but he'd be walking in between points like he don't care. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs>
1: But yeah, no, that was it for me as far as that. I just thought it was really dope that we got to go to Miami again.
0: Yeah, we'll be uh, hopefully going to another tournament at some point this year. Uh, I plan on going to the BBNT Atlanta Open uh, since it's so close to me. Um, and maybe we'll go to Cincinnati, I don't know. Uh, but if we go, definitely know that we will keep you guys up to date. And give you all of the inside scoop. Oh, we also, sorry, sidebar. Well, not really sidebar. We also saw Richard Williams there, and he was walking around like a normal person, and went into the popcorn machine and got popcorn. And I thought that was funny. should <laughs> be looking so regular? Yeah, very regular. I mean, and he deserves it because look it. what he did. <laughs> yes. So that was fun. We've seen him a couple times at a few different tournaments. Um, he always is just walking around like, like a normal person. And and he birthed these two legends, so... Well, he didn't... Well, he didn't yeah, we sorry. Know, he or seen birthed with, them. Yes. <laughs> yes, he... Yeah, he did his part. He did Let's his just part. say that. Uh, so that was neat to see as well. Um, okay, I think that's it. Do I have anything else about Miami that I thought was funny? Mm, I don't think so.
1: No, I... Shout out to Azarenka, who had a good week. You know, she's been coming back from having custody battles with her ex-boyfriend. Um, she hits the ball really hard in practice. But for whatever reason, when she plays the match, she doesn't hit the ball as hard. But I thought I just wanted to shout her out because I feel like this is gonna be a monumental year on the women's tour for women having babies and like the, the whole issue with the protected ranking and not having a protected ranking and the whole situation because of her and Serena. So just wanted to shout her out real quick. Not the biggest Azarenka fan, but you know I'm here for her coming back and she's good the for the that. game. Yeah, she definitely is. Yeah. So shout out to her. She's um, very skinny. Very, very skinny, yeah, like really um, skinny. the game was the tournament was great. I hope look forward to seeing it at hard rock um so yeah, we like it like Michael said earlier, our plan is to record on Sunday, post on Monday. We'll try to make this weekly, so we'll stick to it. So if you guys have any recommendations, any comments, let us know, thanks to the people that reached out and told us either you liked it or you we should try this. We appreciate it. We're still kind of like working through some things and trying to get like a flow. And, like, a, a setup for the show. But, you know, we got our equipment. So, this is just the beginning. So, we want you to stick with us. Um, let your friends know. Um, serving it up. We are here to stay. So, keep an eye for us as we just kind of share our thoughts on the tennis world. And things outside of the tennis world. And things just going on in the world.
0: Yeah. If you guys have any uh, comments about what we talked about this week. Or things that you want us to maybe discuss in our... Future episodes, you can email those to serving it up podcast at gmail.com uh, and we will look through that and, and see what you guys want us to talk about or what you have to say. We may even share some of those on the next podcast. Um, yeah, I think like that'd be
1: cool having a section where we share like people's comments or their thoughts, right? Like if they feel like a certain type of way about something, we can discuss with and so that'd be cool. Yeah, so anything that you can think of that you may disagree with us or agree with us or that we didn't talk about or whatever and that can be something we discuss yeah
0: exactly uh,
1: always open to other
0: feedback uh, we know this is an international sport and we all have some very strong opinions about things uh, so yeah like I said serving it up podcast at gmail.com for any questions comments concerns that you may have uh, you can send them that way and we will, we will go through them at our discretion
1: So, again, thank you guys for checking us out. Thank you for those who listened to the first episode and listen to this one. And check us out next week. And we hope you all have a fantastic tennis-filled week.
0: Yeah. Have a good week, guys. See you later. Bye.